Wait, there's a secret Halloween show? Yeah. I mean, clearly, I didn't know. It's a secret. Yeah. Now, is that now is that what it's... it's so, it's called Secret Halloween? Yeah, okay. so... Uh, but it's something that everybody knows about, or no? No. Okay, so it um, actually is truly a secret. Okay. Yeah, it's like, if you know, you know. Welcome to Queer Sacramento, a podcast about the lives of LGBTQ plus people, businesses, and events in and around the capital city of California, Sacramento. I'm your host, Michael Q. I am a certified and licensed massage therapist, professional stage actor, and owner of Q's Massage Studio, body positive massage therapy, right here in the Lavender Heights district of Midtown. Okay, so today's podcast, I'm here with Heron Thoroughly. So first of all, I want everyone to know your pronouns. What are your official pronouns? Yeah, I use they, them, or he, him. Okay, yeah. okay. So they're kind of, are they interchangeable? or yeah. is it okay. Yeah, pretty interchangeable. Okay, cool, awesome. So, and they are the founder, creator of Peach House Presents. So I like to ask people first, what like brought you to Sacramento? So are you from Sacramento? And if you're not, where are you from? Yeah, I'm actually, uh, I was born in South Sacramento, and then I moved to Midtown in my, like, early childhood, and then I actually moved to Folsom with my family, and then came back here the day I turned 18. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so you've kind of been around this area, kind of the SAC area for, like, all of your life? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, what do you do for fun? Are there... Do you do things kind of by yourself at home? Are you Netflix and then chilling? Are you, do you have a group of people you do things with? And like, what do y'all do? Like, what's... Yeah, it's kind of, kind of fluctuates. I think for a long time, I spent a lot of time going out, mostly to like music and arts events here. Okay. And then now as an adult, I'm kind of winding stuff down. I hang out more at home or with like my specific friend group and we're pretty much all like trans people all of us are queer i think we have a few straighties but that's like very minimal but most of our friends are trans uh, or queer at least but most are trans um but yeah it kind of depends i really like going to house shows and like diy spaces Mm -hmm. so i frequent those when i can like today i am going to it's not a diy space but i'm going to an opening exhibit at verge or it's like their side gallery called Access, mm-hmm. their Access Gallery, and they're having a really cool exhibit with two different artists of color, and it looks really great. So, oh. Stuff like that. Wait, so, so what is Verge? I've never heard of that. Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so many things. I don't know. So many things. Yeah. Verge is a, it's like a art museum, or art gallery in Sacramento. It's right, do you know where Southside Park is? Uh, no. Okay. But <laughs> hopefully very soon. <laughs> Southside Park is like 8th and S, I think. 8th and S Street. Oh, okay. And um, okay. there's like, it's really, really cool, especially on Sundays, because there's Southside Park, which is like kind of this like really beautiful, but still not crazy expensive nook in Sacramento, like Midtown area. And there's all of these like, right next to Southside Park is like this fabulous like hole, not hole in the wall, but like not super crazy known restaurant called Bencho Yaki and across mm-hmm. the street they sell like really yummy um, Asian desserts and pastries okay. and so it's just like this cute little area of Sacramento that's kind of tucked away and then on Sundays at Southside Park they have um, the church across the street makes really good tacos and there's like a uh, food vendors like 
oh. Latinx food vendors, and you can, like, go get a delicious hot dog or, like, an elote and then go to the park. And it's really beautiful, and then you turn the corner, and there's Verge. I think it's independently owned art gallery in Sacramento, and they put on a lot of, like, local artists, but they also put on, like, national, international artists. And they have, like, some good installations. I believe it's, like, free to get in for exhibits, but they ask for a donation, and then every now and then they have events. But they also are, like, the permanent host for the secret Halloween show that happens every year in Sacramento. Wait, there's a secret Halloween show? Yeah. I I mean, clearly, I didn't know. It's a secret. (laughs) Yeah. Now, is that that what it's... So it's called Secret Halloween? Yeah, so... But it's something that everybody knows about, or no? No. Okay, so it Um, actually is truly a secret. Okay. Yeah, it's like, if you know, you know kind of thing. But it started... It had rotating spaces, so it started in a different space the first year than it is now. Okay. But essentially, it's like a secret show, so there's no, like, event page for it or anything, but there's a blog, and, like, a month before the show, they tell you where it's at and, like, how much it's going to cost, and then the time. Oh, that's dope. And you just that's have so to, like, like look that's out. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, and it's been around for, like, I want to say, like, 20 years or something, but now Verge has become, like, the permanent host, but there's three rules, mm-hmm. and the first one is it's a Halloween show, not on Halloween, and then the second rule is that everyone playing can't be in a band, already so everyone who's in a band for that show isn't in a band normally and you can't have like worked with that person before so it's like you can only work with one other band member so like if we were in a band it would be okay but no one else we could know because only one person allowed to know each other or two people allowed to know each other and then the third rule is it's themed and so um, one year they did colors and one was like red hot chili peppers or Mm -hmm. black flag like so that was the theme color and then the bands have to be based off that so that's really cool but that's really cool yeah so there's no event page it's just a blog post and then people will like look at it and they know like to keep up with it and then people tell people and then it's really highly attended so it word of mouth and through that blog post and it gets around a lot See, that's the stuff that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's cool. But it's but I love that because it is it is word of mouth. Like, you really have to. And I presume that if you're going to tell someone, then you, you're telling a person that you feel like is safe, you know? Yeah. So it is, so I feel like it's probably a, a safe space because these people who are telling other people are comfortable telling them. Mm. Or is that not, is that a bad assumption? I guess it's, I don't know, it's kind of like the older art scene, which isn't very focused on safe spaces. Okay. Um, so it's kind of a mix, because you never know who's going to tell who. But, so, like, if you're a very sensitive young queer, and you're, like, looking for specifically a safe space to go, I wouldn't recommend it, because it's, there's a lot of people, a lot of them are older, and they're not all, like, the kindest people, because it's just, like, a mix of, like, friends telling friends, and their friends are telling friends, and then, like, you mm-hmm. just never know who's going to be there, but... If you're just there for the music, it's cool. And I've never had, like, a problem myself. It's just, like, it's such a big event that you probably will. If you have, if you've been around Sacramento long enough, you'll run into someone where you're like, oh, God, I didn't want to see them tonight. Oh, wait. So so when you say big event, like, how many people do you think usually go? I feel like 500, maybe 500. That's just, like, my estimate. But it seems like a lot. It gets really packed. Okay. Um, So, yeah, and Verge is, like, a pretty big space. It's like a whole gallery, so that gets, is awesome. It's really packed, yeah. And I think it's usually like ten dollars, so it's not okay. expensive either. So it's very easy 
accessible to get there. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's sweet. Now, how did you how did you find out about it? Is so someone told you? Yeah, I think someone was just like, are you going to the Halloween show? And I was like, bitch, it's March. What are you talking about? (laughs) Right. Like, is Halloween a euphemism for Easter or something? (laughs) Right. Yeah, and so someone told me, and I was like, what? That exists? And then I think, uh, I want to say Sack News and Review or something made this very vague article a few years after my first time going that said the secret show you've probably heard about. And it was, like, very vague and talked about it, but didn't really give any concrete info. Right. From what I remember, it was a while ago. But, um, so I think some people found out about it through there. But, yeah, I just heard about it from a friend when I was, like, first entering the music scene here. Okay. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Well, I need to go because (laughs) it sounds awesome. Yeah. That's sweet. So, so switching gears, I want to talk about your heritage. So, in terms of your heritage, what do you identify as? I'm Guatemalan. I my dad is also Mexican, but I he moved back to Mexico when I was thirteen. Okay. And I also he wasn't my primary caregiver, so I don't identify with that culture because I know like nothing about Mexican culture. Right. But um so yeah, I identify as Guatemalan and I'm first generation born in the States. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. just would have had no idea. So one of the one of the biggest differences between Ohio, which is where I'm from, and California, is that there are there are so many people of color here that are that are just not like African American, yeah. you know. And so I remember talking to my partner, who is white, Lily White, Ginger, but he's from California. And so when we first moved to Auburn, I said, "Where are all of the people of color?" And yeah. He was like, "Girl, like we're in Auburn." He's like, he's like, well, he's like, he's like, but he also was like, they're everywhere because I was used to seeing black people. What I, what I, when I think of people of color from Ohio, I think mm. of black people, like African Americans. And so he was like, there's people of color everywhere. There's, there's like Latino this here. There's lots, there's like, there's lots of different shades of people here. You're just used to seeing only African Americans. He's like, but there's the people of color spectrum is so much wider than like African American. Yeah. You know, so for me, I was like, oh my gosh. So, so it's just funny now walking around even Sacramento and just I'm just like, whoa. It's just so much more colorful. Yeah. In California, it's just something. Mm-hmm. For someone who doesn't live in California, it's just something that is just a stark difference. Like, mm-hmm. we just don't have very many. There's just smaller percentages of other types of people of color besides African-Americans. Like, there's, I'm sure there's, you know, Guatemalans and, you know, one from Columbus, Ohio, but there's just not... There's We're also just very like, rare. There's just lots <laughs> of, like, or even, like, even uh, Central Americans or, or South Americans, there's just a lot of... I'm sure there's lots of people from the heritage that are in Ohio. It's just... There's just a major contention of African Americans, mm. so like that's what I'm used to. So for me, it's still weird to see so few African American Sacramento. Like they're around, but it's just like, oh, this is so interesting. I don't see. It's it's just it it's just something that I'm still trying to get used yeah. to. I'm just not used to it. So um, cool. That's good to know. Yeah. Okay. So now I want to talk about Peach House Presents. So mm-hmm. what, so first. What so? What is it exactly? What when you have if you have to describe it, like what would you say it is? I describe Peach House as a DIY, very DIY small organization that puts on, I would say, cute, queer, and talented events in town. All so right. yeah, I kind of just bring in whatever kind of events that I feel Sacramento is missing, 
Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just whatever I want to do, which is why I enjoy doing it so much. Because there's no one to tell me what I can or can't do. Um, right. Yeah. So it's kind of a mix of everything. But it we I curate events through that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, well, and then also, so where did the name come from? Like, what is, does the name mean anything? Or is it just... Yeah... I was, at the time that it was conceived, Peach House originally was just me trying to put on little art nights at my home, Mm -hmm. and it was, like, the shittiest apartment ever. Mm. (laughs) I literally drove with my roommate at that time around Midtown looking for places we could afford, and that was the shittiest one that had a for rent sign, and I was like, I bet we can afford that, and it was the only one in our price budget, Mm -hmm. and so... It was just terrible. Like, the paint was chipping, the porch was, like, broken off, which I'm sure was, like, against some sort of ordinances, and I totally could have sued. Right. It was, like, the shittiest place ever, and so when I was thinking about, there's, like, that whole era of, like, naming your houses for house shows and, like, art nights and stuff. Right. And so I wanted to name the house, and, like, it was just, like, the shittiest house, so I really liked the idea of, like, calling it, like, a misnomer, so we called it Peach House because it was just so disgusting mm-hmm. and like cramped and tiny and also i was listening to beach house a lot oh my beach house yes yeah. and so i didn't like at the time i was like this has nothing to do with beach house i came up with this creatively but like now as an adult i was like i was listening to beach house a lot so maybe <laughs> it like kind of went into that but and then i added the presents because i didn't i looked it up online because i was like this is a great name Hopefully no one's taking it. And then there was, like, a record label called Peach House. Mm-hmm. But it was very, very small. And it was, like, completely different. It's like, hip-hop and rap. Okay. And in a completely different state. So I was like, I'll just add the presents, and then it'll be its own thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so side note. So Beach House is a very well-known band that a lot of massage therapists use for spa music. Hmm. So, like, the spa that I came from in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio... There was, we would use, what did we use? Pandora? Oh, yeah, so we had Pandora. Mm-hmm. And each room had different, had a Sonos. So you could choose which music to play in each specific room. So you could have your own versus, like, everyone listening to the same thing. But Beach House was pretty popular. And actually, yeah. that's how that's how I found out about Beach House. Oh. It was working out the spa. And I was like, oh, I like this music. Yeah, and so cool. And so Beach House Radio was, like, one of the most... <laughs> Like super popular stations at the spot with that. So, okay, that's good to know. So, where do you? So, so it's a. a, Do you have like a like a brick and mortar location, or is it there are different locations that you put on events for, like different locales, and you kind of help match the like coordinate the talent and the locale. Is that kind of what you do? Okay. Yeah. So I kind of like coordinate everything from like what we play in between sets to who's performing to the space to tickets like I kind of curate just like every aspect from the ground up except the talent (laughs) I leave that to like the musicians who are playing music so I curate who I want on a a set but obviously the one's playing it but yeah so I don't have my own brick and mortar I think that's like a long-term goal I don't know if I'd want like a whole ass venue but I would definitely love to have like a small space to have like maybe a 50 person show at max yeah we mostly partner with like local entities and organizations or businesses around town and then we do the events in their space that's like what i can afford and i think it's also fun to have like a maneuvering space otherwise like one venue just gets too old right yeah 
And so how do you find like the spaces that people to perform? Like are there are there do you already know kind of the like the owner of the space or the general manager of the spaces? Are they places that you just hung out and had parties at yourself? And you're like, oh, I could put on a show here. Or like, it's, how do you find the places? To- yeah, that's all. I, honestly, like the hardest part, it's kind of hit or miss because Sacramento's all ages spaces go up and shut down very, very quickly. For some reason, I think it's just like it's a gentrified area now. So everything, the rent is rising and it's not you just can't afford to do that um, so that's the hardest part but I know like a few venues personally like I've worked a lot with the booker at Harlow's and Starlet Lounge mm-hmm. and then I used to and currently I'm contracted to work with Soul Collective and so that's a venue and gallery space I use I like house shows a lot house shows are like if you're trying to do a show in Sacramento and you're a touring man, I always recommend house shows because, like, to rent a space or to give money to the door or the space or whatever, it's going to be very costly and people won't show up as much as they'll show up for a house show, which has no overhead space. So it's like a double win. It's like yeah. house shows are just generally cooler because it is, like, in a house and yeah. it's probably less expensive. Yeah. So lots of house show spaces and then every now and then I'll do like a a big big show like I did one at the skate park and then one at like just like a park park and those require like city permits and stuff but Mm -hmm. generally I like to keep it at just like smaller spaces also pretty much like I have no standards for a space as long as it looks cute and it can fit Mm -hmm. a good amount of people (laughs) and so if I go somewhere and it's like a restaurant or it's like just a business front and I like the people there and I like what they have already in their shop and I can tell that if I just move some tables that I can fit a lot of people then Mm -hmm. I'll usually reach out and just hit them up and be like hey what do you think about this Uh, and sometimes they'll ask for like me to put down some sort of deposit but sometimes they're just like we just want people to come in and buy our stuff can you help us with that and I'll be like yeah so our next show is going to be at like a business like that where they're just like we just need people to come in so Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's great. Is that, so, and how long has that been around? Like, when did you kind of start it? I guess it's been around for, like, five years now. Kind of, we I took, like, a year, like, a year and a half hiatus because it was just a lot to curate, and I, I work a lot, and so I kind of took a break from, like, the live music and events and then started doing more, like, social work type events, so, like, the transgender job fair. I did, like, a people of color and queer market where all the vendors were of color or they were trans or queer people so more stuff like that for the last year and a half but now in 2020 we're relaunching or i'm relaunching essentially and doing live shows again okay yeah that is awesome so what so i guess i also wanted to know like what is it what made you want to do this like why were you was this a need that you felt like in Sacramento, there just wasn't anyone doing this. No one was creating these kind of house shows for people of color, at queer people of color. And so you're like, I want to do it because no one else is doing it. Or like, what made you want to do it? A lot of things. The When I had initially created Peach House, I was actually leaving like a domestic violence relationship. And mm-hmm. so this person had essentially like cut me off from a lot of my old friends and I, um, I was with them through high school so I just had no social network mm-hmm. and I lived I moved out here as an 18 year old with him and so when I finally left that situation I just like I didn't have anywhere to go I didn't have anything to do I had no friends 
Um, and I was just like stuck in a city where I didn't know anything about anything. And I love music, and so I had heard about like one show at Luigi's Fun Garden, which has closed down since then, um, and I had gone to that, and I liked that, and then I had gone to another show at like Naked Lounge, which has also closed down since then. And so oh wait, I, Naked Lounge like the coffee shop? Is that? Yes, but they had a uh, venue space originally oh, a okay. few years back, yeah. And so I had just gone to a few shows, and I had met a few people, like musicians, who I listened to, but I wasn't friends with, and so... I added them on Facebook, and then when I left that relationship, I just put a post about, like, hey, if I, like, put together a show, who would want to come? Because I had seen someone offering their, like, house space for a show, and uh, a lot of people responded, which was sick, but then that person who was offering the house said that they couldn't do it because roommates, and so in order to fit all of the people who responded, I put together a festival. Um, which I was like totally in over my head but it worked out Um, (laughs) right and so like I found I had years ago I had gone with my friend to do like she was doing a nude mauling pose for a photographer and I had kind of kept in touch with him and he had a studio in Latino Center of Art and Culture and so through him I used that space I hosted my first festival and it just went really really well and I really liked it and I liked the community that it brought together and yeah, all of a sudden I went from like having no community to a, a very big sense of community and I really enjoyed that so I just kept doing it. And then this year, now that I'm relaunching it, my motivation is to like take those funds and give it back to NorCal Resist that helps with immigration. Um, and so yeah, my, my want for it has switched to different motivations but yeah, that's how it first started and that's how it's starting again now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that's awesome, man. I think that, I mean, I know for me, I always prefer going to, like, house parties and house, like, I haven't been to a house show. It's been a long time. Yeah. And because it's it's something, it's one of those things also in, in Ohio, or at least in Columbus, where I'm from. Now, luckily, Columbus is probably the most, like, liberal city in the state, so it's also the capital, like Sacramento, which is yeah. why it's interesting to, like live in one capital of of the Midwest and then move to another capital on the West Coast. It was also a situation where I feel like the the biggest thing I'm I'm recognizing is that also in addition to this whole kind of people of color concept where there's just there for me, just learning that yes, it is a wider spectrum than just African Americans. But I'm learning also that within the queer community there are there are super small pockets of people that are doing cool things, even in Columbus, that I never knew about. And a few of the things that I heard about were definitely word of mouth. So there was a party that happened every year, and Tom was a guy who, it was called the Tom Walker Party. I actually don't know who he was, but (laughs) I just had people ask me if I was going to his party, and he would always throw, like, this huge party. It was usually at a different place every year. It wasn't a house. I mean, it wasn't in a house, so he definitely rented a space, but it was definitely people, like, queer people of color, and it was, like, mostly kind of rap or hip-hop centered, but then they'd have, like, you could... Uh, uh, like buy drinks there they drink tokens and stuff and mm. it was just kind of a really cool event and just it was really super fun but you know it was shut down and that was like the one thing that I loved doing every year and it's been gone for why was it shut down who knows 
No one really knows. It's like hearsay, so... I wonder if he stopped doing it, or if someone was like, you need to stop doing it. I don't know, because I'm sure there probably were some shady things happening. Shady yeah. meaning, like, illegal things happening. Yeah. But, not that I saw, but I don't... Maybe the... I don't know. I don't really know. I just, I, I wish it was still around. Everyone that used to go to the parties where I used to talk about how awesome it was, how dope it was. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, if anyone's listening from Ohio, please tell us what happened. Yeah, please let me know because... We want the tea. <laughs> right. And if it's like, maybe if it's morphed, maybe it went more underground. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I just need to know. Yeah. Because, yeah, <laughs> it was super awesome, super fun. So also, and you mentioned, I, I totally forgot about this, but you mentioned, and I'm super excited to be a part of the uh, Queer People of Color uh, Vendor Mart. Yeah. Okay. So is that something that you also coordinate as well? Or yeah. Is that, okay. So tell, yeah, yeah. So tell, let's talk about that. So yeah. is it at the same place every year? Or? Yeah. That one is generally at the same place. If it does get bigger, we'll have to move it. But right now we've been, we get more people, but... It managed, we managed to make the space work, but it's hosted in Soul Collective every time, and I have it once or twice a year, depending on my schedule. Okay. But it's a POC plus queer market, so all of the vendors that are vending either have to follow under people of color or identify as queer or trans. And I'm not like checking it or anything, but right. that's how it's marketed, and no one thankfully has taken advantage of that from what I'm aware. But yeah, and that was just because. There's a lot of markets in Sacramento and Midtown specifically where it's just like the same kind of style, which is really great and still beautiful, but it's like the same style, the same people, the same types of people, which are generally like come from a middle class white background. And I just got tired of it. Like I got tired of seeing the same things. And one of my friends um, who is a person of color and is trans had these like patches that they were making and they had signed up for a market in town. And they got denied to participate because it was, like, an application kind of process. Mm -hmm. But then the market accepted someone who, like, a year later, who was doing the exact same design. And even doing some of the same pieces that my friend was doing when they were doing it first and got Mm -hmm. denied. But that person was white. So I was just like, what? (laughs) That makes no sense. Like, they've been doing it longer before them, same design, and they're not getting accepted. And I didn't want to think about that more so it's like we're just going to make our own space but yeah so that's, that's how awesome. it started but and it's been very successful and i think it's one of our it's one of my favorite events i'm excited yeah. When, yeah when you told me about it i was like yep i will be there <laughs> so when is it usually around the same time every year or like when when is it no it, it kind of switches off which is kind of i know that's like not the best for consistency but it just depends on my schedule um, and the venue schedule but usually i try to do one in summer and one in the spring. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So uh, I was gonna so a couple more things before I leave. So I was gonna ask if there are kind of three things that you want people to know about Peach House in general. What like what would those be? Yeah, I guess the first one is that we do curate local events in a DIY manner. So don't go expecting like some really, I don't know, like expensive, extravagant thing. It's very fun and it's really just for the love of arts and music mm-hmm. and community. Um, the second thing is all of our proceeds are for this year, which is what the project I'm launching this year. Every event, the spaces are donated, the performances are donated, and so all of the proceeds are actually going back into immigration funds. And then the third thing is 
I don't like assholes, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't want any, like, rude people at events. Anyone's welcome, but just make sure to be kind and thoughtful. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then, um, can you uh, kind of plug all of the social media of, of Peach House? And so yeah. people can, uh, where, where can they find you? Um, we're on Instagram and Facebook under Peach House Presents. And then, um, that's it. Oh, and, and then online on, we have a website, peachhousepresents.com, which is very DIY also, but it's up there if you want to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. This is fun. 